Welcome to the Podcast Trapper. I'm your host, Anna Agogo, podcast producer, community builder, experience curator, and studio owner. I'm your local neighborhood podcast trapper, and this is your weekly dose of all things podcasting. Tune in as I share my experiences as a content entrepreneur and how you can make podcasting your next trap. Hey guys, on this week's The Podcast Trapper, I actually want to talk about work-life balance, especially for entrepreneurs out there. Um, I think it's this big thing that we're saying a lot more of, like we are reclaiming our time. We left corporate America and we're going to like be on beaches. And then I said beaches like that. Beach. I don't think I know how to say that word. (laughs) We're going to be on vacation. That's what we're going to say. We're going to be on vacation and, you know, living our best lives because that's what we do as entrepreneurs. We set our own time and we do our own thing. and, And that's what entrepreneurship is, according to social media. But the real of it is that's not the case. And so this week, I really want to just kind of talk about what really, at least for me, goes into entrepreneurship and this notion of work-life balance. Granted, I fully get it. Let me start off with this disclaimer. You should not work yourself to the bone. That is not what I'm talking about here. I'm not advocating for that. I'm not saying that's what you should be going for. But the truth of the matter is, Social media will have you thinking that what you need to be doing is this, what you need to be doing is that. But nobody's actually talking about the fact of where they were in the beginning. Because if you're seeing somebody's five years, three years, two years, that's different than your grind stage. I have looked at my last year and a half as my grind stage, meaning I probably got anywhere max two to four hours of sleep max a night for the last year and a half. And I am not saying that this is healthy, but I'm saying that this is what was necessary in my business at the time. And I think we miss that stage for people. We tend to find um, entrepreneurs and content creators when they're already at the stage of coasting a little bit, where they've built a team, when they have systems in place, policies in place, they have a good client base. But in that beginning stages where you are grinding it out, where you are hustling it out, there is none of that. You know, and as a person who I have ambitions, you hear me? And I mean ambitions, ambitions. I want to get to a space to where Adode Media is producing internal podcasts, i.e. like the podcast trapper is our first one, but other shows. I want to get to a space to where we are managing over 100 shows. I know you're probably like, Anna, why so many? Because I want to tell different stories. I want to help people tell those stories. I can't have these lofty dreams while thinking that out the gate, I get to sleep in. Out the gate, I get to, you know, just coast it a little bit. And I'm not saying that if you choose to take a different route, that that means you are wrong. What I'm saying is for me, as I look at the podcasting space and I see how quickly things are changing, YouTube is jumping into the space. Twitter, before it turned into the cluster you know, that it has turned into was even talking about it. All of these people are jumping into the podcast space. So right now is the time for me to strike while the iron is hot. So I couldn't take my foot off the gas. Work-life balance was not my reality. And I think if we start looking at things in stages versus looking at it as in this is what your life is, this is what you now have to deal with. That's not always true. 
life comes in seasons and in stages. And for me specifically, I've looked at work-life balance as a fraud for right now because I'm in a stage of scale. I grinded the last year and a half with opening the studio, with figuring out our processes, what equipment I needed, figuring out how to market, how to get clients, all of these things. That was the grind stage. I couldn't just be taking vacations. Quite frankly, I haven't taken a vacation since I really started this business. But as I go into 2023, that's going to change because I'm now moving into my scale stage. And so when we are looking at work-life balance and what that entails and what we should be thinking through, I want you to think about these items. I'm a person who owns and runs and operates a brick and mortar. That is not the same as a person who runs an online business. It does allow for a little bit more flexibility. It does allow for a little bit more Rest, because when you have a brick and mortar, I have to physically be here. I don't get to just travel the world, which I wish I could, and just do these things because of the fact that that's just not the reality. I sometimes have staff who don't show up for work. I have people who don't do a good job, and so I don't trust that you will be here. Even sometimes when I know somebody is covering something, I still make sure I'm not too far from the studio just in case. You just don't know what that entails. I mean, just the other week, I had to leave in the midst of getting my hair braided because of the fact that somebody was running late and the client experience. And this is just the reality of it. Does that mean like, oh, my staff isn't good? No, it means I am the backup right now because I am not at a stage to where I can hire a backup. Now, when I get to that point where I'm no longer doing the people management And if somebody is running late, there's somebody else who can tap in by all means. But right now I am the backup. And so when I think of having a brick and mortar, it's not the same as an online business where something that you have to physically create and get done and you can possibly give to somebody else. I need warm bodies in this physical space. And so when I even think of work-life balance, I don't think I thought about that. I didn't think I thought of what that looked like with opening a studio. And now anybody that talks to me and asks about my experience with opening a studio, my number one thing is, do you have the infrastructure in place already? Do you have the people that you know you can trust to do the work? Do you have friends and family who can be there to be your backup? Like I recently had surgery back in October and I just simply decided to close the studio. Instead of trying to stress myself on who was going to cover the shift, who was going to be there for bookings, that just was not something I wanted to deal with at the midst of having surgery. Whether it's relying on friends who were like, no, I got you. Well, what if something goes away? What if a client has a question that you cannot answer? And so as you think of entrepreneurship, as you think of if this is a space you want to be in, especially in podcasting, because so many people are like, oh, I want a studio. Yes, a studio is great. It looks nice in here. I love it here. But it also takes away your flexibility and some of your freedoms that come with working for yourself because you are now tethered to a physical space. In the past, before I opened the studio, I had the ability to, I could edit podcasts from anywhere. I could produce podcasts from anywhere. Am I saying I regret it? No. What I am saying is, eh, I wish I had a little bit more infrastructure in place. I had an assistant, those type of things. And those are not things that I have just yet. 
Um, the other thing with work-life balance is I think we are always comparing ourselves or the space of entrepreneurship is so focused on coaches. There's a difference between people who do the service for you and those who coach you on how to do the service. So if I'm coaching you on how to do something, that's, I'm not going to say it's easy, but that's different than if I am doing every element of the service. Adobe Media, we edit your podcast, we do your show notes, we create your graphics, we schedule it, we reach out to your guests, we do your videos, we do your reels, we have a studio. I mean, I can keep going. We do all elements of your podcast production. Do you know how many people that is to manage? Like, let's stop and think about that because I can't do all of those things. That's managing a graphic designer, a photographer, a videographer, show note writer, copywriter, graphic designer. I mean, I could keep going. And with those different elements in mind, you always want to know, like, are you comparing apples to apples? And so I think oftentimes when people see my success, and I do air quotes because of the fact that success is relative, people are often on the notion of, Oh, you know, it's all come easy. No, it hasn't. It has come with mistakes. It has come with sleepless nights. And it's come with this notion of me recognizing that work-life balance for this stage of my business that I'm in is just unrealistic. I'm not a coach. I run a service-based business where we actually do the services for you. And I'm not saying I'm opposed to coaching. Right now I am. But I think we have to think beyond. We have to think about the grind stage. We have to think about the fact that I have a a brick and mortar. We have to think about the fact that I actually do the service. And then lastly, I have a team. I have a team that consists of about 10 people at this point. There's graphic designers, writers, uh, editors, production manager. When you manage people, it's a different level of stress because one Ultimately, you have to accept the fact that no matter how much somebody might be great at their job, they're not going to be you. And that has to be okay, too. It has to be okay for you to accept that that is their way of doing it. And if it's not broken, that's perfectly fine. But you're going to kiss some frogs before you get to the right team. Like that process of managing people, making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing while you still are working in your business, because that's a piece that nobody talks about. Everybody says, oh, you should be working on your business and not in it. Well, baby, before I can start working on my business, I need to make sure that the people working in my business have proper systems and structures and that they're people who actually want to show up each day and do the work. And that's not always the case. I tell people all the time, I'm quick to hire and quick to fire. Well, people are like, isn't it supposed to be slow to hire and quick to fire? No, baby, because guess what? In interviews, people can sell you a dream. You can tell me you know how to do everything on earth. Well, guess what? Within the first five hours, I can tell if you actually know how to do what you say when I bring you in to do the job. So I'd rather just start from there. And these are the things that you learn along the way. You learn about yourself. You learn about your industry. You learn about your business. These are not things that you just know out the gate. People can give you 50,000 books, but until you have an employee who's having sex in your studio when you walk in one day, you're just not really prepared for any of it. And so it's one of those things that when I say work-life balance, I think it's the buzzword right now. It's the like, oh, you know, during the pandemic, so many people went off on their own and I commend you. 
And if you're still on your own, know that it's possible. But as I look at the podcast space, you have to strike when the iron is hot because this is a media industry that's consistently changing. And for me, I'm slowly moving into some balance because I'm relinquishing some control. I'm bringing in more people. I'm finally finding my groove as a leader and finding people who believe in the vision of what we're doing here. And so the whole premise of the podcast trapper is to share this journey with you, kind of share my intake on what this whole experience has been like with launching multiple brands, because building a brand is not just a logo. It's not just these nice photos that you guys see. There's a lot of things. There's email funnels, there's email lists, there's lead generators, there's following up with people, making sure people feel seen and heard. And quite frankly, it can all feel super draining. And so I want you guys to remember as you are, as you are tuning in, Know that each week it's going to change because some days I'm like, man, bump this business. I ain't doing this no more. I quit. Where am I going to go? What am I finna do? But at the same token, I have moments that are so enlightening when clients are like, I don't even bother checking my podcast. I don't listen to my podcast anymore because the fact that I know that you have it taken care of. When people in Black Pod Collective reach out to tell me how much the community has meant to them. And I tell you guys this, burnout is real. I'm still facing some burnout from Black Pod Festival. And that thing happened back in May. And I'm working through those because sometimes you have to step away in order to still see the value in what you're doing. And that's where I'm at. It's looking at the value of what I'm bringing, not only to my community, but my clients and how I can continue to serve them while serving my team, while serving myself. And I'm starting to sound like a motivational speaker right now. And that's not the intention. But I want you guys to know that sometimes it's not as nice and clean bows as it looks on social media. Remember that social media is just that, me sharing my highlights. It's not me sharing the nights where I cry in this damn studio because I am confused. It's not me having to read hours worth of stuff to learn a new process because it's needed. It's not me losing a client because of dropping the ball. It's not me showing you what it looks like when you have to fire someone and the first time being hard. So then now you just fire people because you're like, well, this is not a good fit. And I have a company culture to adhere to. And so as you walk through this journey with me, know that I'm still growing. I'm still figuring it out. And I definitely do not have all the answers, but I'm excited for you guys to join me as I figure all of this crazy nonsense out that comes with the podcasting space. So I do hope that you guys enjoy this and I hope that you, you know, tell a friend to tell a friend that the Podcast Trapper is your go-to resource for all things podcasting as I share my journey as a podcast producer, community builder, and event curator. So make sure you subscribe, share, leave a review, tell a friend to tell a friend that the Podcast Trapper is here. Until next time, you guys have a good one.